0: contributions to local food banks and organizations that provide financial assistance to members who are struggling to pay their electric bills. We really appreciate what the Chamber of Smithville does and what you do to make Smithville and Bastrop County a great place to work and live and raise family. So thanks for being here today and uh, I know that we're all going to learn a lot of great new information. Have a great day.
1: Thank you, Debbie. And again, on behalf of the chamber and our board of directors and all of our members, we so appreciate Blue Bonnet Electric and everything that you all always do to support our chamber and all sorts of, I know, all many different organizations throughout the county. Thank you so much. I also want to take an, uh, a moment to uh, ask our board chairperson, Jill Struby. We can't see her in her video, but we'll be able to hear her. And Jill, would you like to say a few words to folks that are listening in today
0: as we deal with this new business as usual kind of situation um we i wanted to just thank cheryl for being our our speaker today and of course thank blue bonnet again and and just um echo what what april just said about thanking everybody for participating in this and and everybody for being here on this um this new normal as they all are talking about and Uh, we'll just
1: keep things going as as, uh, we can keep things going to make sure that y'all are
0: informed and up to date. And uh, we appreciate you being part of this. And um, that's, thank you all very much.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Jill. I appreciate that. I also have one more sponsor I want to thank. Jana Hellbush, local realtor, is our door prize sponsor today. So as people continue to log in, Once everyone's in, we'll do a little virtual drawing here. And at the end of the presentation, Superintendent Burns has been very kind to say that she'll be happy to announce our door prize winners. And we will send along those prizes. And again, thank you to Jana Helbush, realtor, for being our door prize sponsor today. I wanna give just a quick two minute update about what's happening here in Smithville. Um, We have been very excited to see that in spite of the fact uh, that we have this big global pandemic going on, Smithville has seen 18 new businesses open since January 1st. In fact, we have several new businesses slated to open over the next couple of months. So it's exciting for us here at the chamber to see people continue to invest in Smithville Uh, to continue to see beyond the immediate crisis and continue to invest as we grow and continue to change, uh, continue to grow in our business community. Um, I know you've all seen the changes going on all over town from uh, our city has been making all sorts of wonderful improvements to our streets and um, our school district has built wonderful new facilities which you'll hear about today. So we all continue to uh, respond to the growth in our area. You've heard about the Tesla plant that's coming in over near Del Valley. That will certainly impact the growth here in our community as well. There are lots of um, housing developments uh, coming in or on the horizon. So it's pretty exciting to uh, meet and greet all of these local investors, uh, businesses that are in our community that are expanding, we're retaining businesses and growing those businesses, so it's very exciting to see. Um, that is really the all of the update I'm gonna give you today. I wanna give Superintendent Burns plenty of time to give her update and have lots of times for question and answer. So uh, we are gonna turn this over now today to uh, Superintendent Burns and allow her to begin her presentation.
0: make me nervous, April. That's (laughs) a nice thing to be able to say. And I am very, very grateful to be able to talk to the chamber members and uh, be able to discuss some of the things that are going on in our district. I know there's always a lot of questions that are out there, but we really want to be able to answer them. We have updates occurring all the time. Uh, I want to say before I actually move into the presentation today that check our website on a regular basis because as Things come out either from the governor or our commissioner of education or um, the local communities and authorities, then um, we're trying to update on a very regular basis. And that's the best place to look um, to keep up. So anyway, so let's go ahead and get started today and... This back to school is a first for me. Out of 37, I believe, years in education, I never ever would have dreamed that a start of school would look like this as it is today. Of course, I didn't ever think that we would have March 23rd come about in the rest of the, the spring. It was an amazing time in the fact that we've had some wonderful people who have stood up and tried to help, our teachers worked hard, but let's talk about what we're gonna be doing moving forward. So what are we doing? We are going to be looking at um, today, we're gonna talk a little bit about preparing for the pandemic and what what are we doing? And then we're gonna talk a little bit about how we're gonna be teaching children. And then we're going to talk about um, new staff. There are some individuals who grew up here in Smithville and have come back to work with us and educating children. And we have some newcomers to the the community. So I'm, I'm excited about being able to share those individuals with you. And then we have technology upgrades that are occurring as we speak. We are, and then construction, of course, I had to get you some pictures and let you talk, see what we're doing with construction. It's been a very exciting time. And then, of course, we're going to talk about, a little bit about tax information. I think we have some good news for you. And then um, we were ready. So preparing for the pandemic. As much as anyone could have prepared, um, we went into spring break. And then during spring break, the determination was that we were going to have to shut down for a short period of time to allow for the um, pandemic or the de-escalation of number of cases. And then of course it did not, it didn't flatten, it continued to grow. And so what ended up happening is that we um, were not in school for the spring. As many of you know, it changed graduation, it changed the end of school, but our teachers began the preparation of virtual learning. We started investigating different kinds of procedures or Um, different kinds of programs to use to be able to have the teacher still be in contact with our students and our students to be able to learn and have that instruction available to them. From there, the summer has been extremely busy, I I must tell you, because the, the information that has come out from our CDC, our state government, our Commissioner of Education has been very fluid. And I say the reason I say fluid because it is ever moving, that it is changing. And so even in, for instance, our definition of um, close contact, I believe it has changed four times since the March time, March twenty third, to be exact for me. So there's this is fluid um, thinking and processes and information that's coming. So The reason I started the discussion for remember to check your website is because as we receive information, then we're putting it out as fast as we can. We, we have had um, numerous changes on how we were preparing for it based upon our Commissioner of Education's guidance and what we could do and what we couldn't do and how to enable our teachers to help keep your te- your students safe and be able to give um, good instruction to them. Because one of the things that has come out is that we need to be able to have rigorous instruction at home, just as we have had uh, in the classroom. We know that there is, every every child and every family has a different story. And so we need to be respectful of the different stories. And so we want to make sure that Home learning is just as supported as face-to-face learning. It's important for us to be able to achieve that and work with students. One of the things I continue to say to our parents and our staff is that we're going to be very respectful of those individuals who have made the choice to keep their children at home. At this time, we are about 48 to 52% in any one grade level. Of parents and families who have decided to their child to stay home during this pandemic, we respect that. So from there, we have gone into let's discuss um, virtual versus in person. Um, I love this little um, um, picture because of the fact that they look different. You know, if you're virtual, then you're on a computer and you're having conversations with your class and your teacher. Um, and taking tests. So the the environment looks very different. But then it's very different at school too this year Um, because everybody's going to be wearing a mask. Whether you are a student or a staff member or a visitor to the campus, everyone wears a mask. I tell people all the time that when surgeries first started, way back when, they realized at some point that gloves and masks made a difference in the infection rate of the individuals who were having surgery. And so then they made some changes. And so they began wearing uh, scrubs and um, face masks to protect the individual who was being, um, having surgery. And so when you're thinking about that, we're in a new world. And what all of the guidance that we're receiving the one thing that comes out loud and clear is that if we wear a mask we will all be safer and so i'm glad that they take precautions when you're going to surgery and i'm glad that we're taking precautions to keep everyone safe in our community so back to face to face it is with a mask and so there are some changes that we'll see at school for that. Remembering that that face to face um, will have different guidelines. We won't be able to, uh, we're going to try to keep the six foot distance. We won't be able to do that every time and all the time, but that is our goal and that is what we're going to try to achieve, but and have other safety measures in place. But the first and main one is wearing our mask. So let's talk a little bit about the new hires. We we want to introduce you to some of them because you're not able to see them face to face unless they're in the community. So we want you to be able to pick them out in the community when they walk by. So you can say, um, welcome to Smithville ISD and to the Tiger family. So let's look at um, Brown Primary. This is our administrative staff. Miss Whitney Brown is the assistant principal that you'll be able to find regularly on that campus. You have Raven um, Behrens, who is the counselor down there and she'll be working with students and staff as we move through this pandemic. We know that there are individuals who it's scary. It's scary for our kids. And so they wanna be able to have conversations and then do the overall job of counseling. And so, and then Ms. Foster, she's our principal. Um, she is one who's taken on a huge challenge and I'm excited for her. Because she is going to be the administrator in charge of pre-K through fifth grade. That is half of our students in Smith ISD. So if she looks a little frazzled or she's running, um, just remember, she's got a lot of kids and a lot of staff that she's being asked to, to help. So. And then we have some new staff to Brown Primary, and that is, um, let me put my glasses on, make sure I say this correctly. We have Jamie Burns. Who's a kindergarten teacher. We have Rachel Castillo, who's one of our pre-kindergarten teachers, and then Jessica Taylor, who's going to be one of our special education paraprofessionals, and we're excited and welcoming them. Uh, Kylie Lieferman, um, one of our physical education paraprofessionals. We have Jordan Davis, a kindergarten teacher, and then Nicole Cromey, another pre-kindergarten teacher. We're excited. Did you happen to notice anyone that was coming back to our area as used to be a, a student Hopefully you did. There are several of them. So we have Smith Elementary. We have Holly Brockman. She is the assistant principal. She's one of the new administrators to our district. She's excited about being here and she is hit the ground running. And then we of course there you see Ms. Foster again. Then Erin O'Rourke, she is the, another assistant principal. Remembering that elementary and Brown will have four buildings before the end of this year. So Ms. Foster has a great team to help her in those four buildings, but you'll see one of the the four all around in the buildings. And then we have Corey Williams, she's our counselor. She came on last spring and we're just so excited about um, what she's been able to accomplish with us. And then Ashley Cooper, um, she's our elementary teacher. Um, Sarah Curtis, elementary teacher and Lacey Kaiser, our reading interventionist. Don't they, they, they took pictures in great places. <laughs> so moving forward, Amanda McDaniels, and she's a behavior coach. Crystal Schaffel, an elementary teacher. Leanne Vin Clark, an elementary teacher. And then Hilary Earp, an uh, elementary nurse. And welcome. Smithfield Junior High administrative team. Uh, remember that Chris Kelly came on last year as our principal of the junior high. She has been joined this year with two individuals who have been in other places in our district who have joined her team and we're excited about that. That is uh, Sarah Van Clark. She's gonna be the assistant principal. She's taken on that challenge. And then Jennifer Edwards, um, she will be our counselor there. We're excited about both of them taking on the challenge of junior high with Ms. Kelly. Bonnie Betson is a social studies teacher, and Crystal Bryan is a math teacher, and then Brenda Garvey is our math teacher. And again, welcome to to Smithville. Kieran Gibson is a science teacher, Gary Anthony is our social studies teacher, and Cindy Johnson is a math teacher. Denise Miles is our secondary instructional coach, And then Jarrett Namkin is one of our paraprofessionals in special education. Don't y'all like his uh, thumb? It's just exactly what I uh, I like to see. And then of course, Sonova Allwin is our special education paraprofessional. Smithville High School, the administrative staff, we have Rena Reese as our counselor. Uh, Mr. Tucker Copeland is the principal. He was our assistant principal last year, but has taken on the uh, principalship And then Amanda Gomert, assistant principal. She moved from the junior high to the high school and we're really excited about her doing that. And then Carrie Ulrich, who is a new counselor at the high school. At the high school, we have Trevor Archer, who's a special education teacher. Dr, Dr. Barbara Benson is a science teacher and Samuel Burnside, who's a math teacher. We have Amy Dallas, a math teacher, Megan Hancock, um, is an English teacher, and then Lauren Prine is an agricultural science teacher, an ag teacher. Hope you're noticing some of the ones who are coming in that, you, that graduated from Smithville. Abigail Seidel, a science teacher, Amanda Tyler, a special education paraprofessional, Don Vin clark a science teacher, and then Richard Waters is the social studies teacher. So that brings, I hope you enjoy seeing their um, p- pictures. I thought it was important that we have an opportunity to see the newcomers and returning individuals and some of our graduates actually come back. To us, that's an important thing is that if we could bring back some of the people who we helped educate, um, it tells us that it's a great place and they have a sense of belonging already before you even step in the classroom. So, technology upgrades, we knew going into this year that um, we would have um, virtual learning. So, with virtual learning comes some of the challenges that um, need to be reviewed. And so, we've done that. We've been looking at what do we need to do and how do we do that. And so, we have um, purchased uh, more Chromebooks, but we even have more that are on the back order. We have Chromebooks coming in and laptops. Unfortunately, with COVID, then some of them aren't here yet. And we also participated in what the state uh, has allowed as a matching funds where we have some Chromebooks coming in. Those, unfortunately, won't be here till October. That was not um, pushed forward till August. And so with a two-month delay, we won't be able to receive those. But we're excited about them coming. Then we also, in the springtime, we put up Wi-Fi, free Wi-Fi, at our parking lots. And we are in the process of um, working with the state of Texas and the vendors to get hotspots for individuals who are in the need to be able to continue virtual learning. So we have a lot of technology upgrades and some things that uh, you'll see and hear about out in our community. We even got brand new copiers at each one of our buildings. So Construction. Let's talk a little bit about construction. It did get a little behind because of COVID-19. In fact, we had air conditioners that were supposed to re- arrive in March, excuse me, in May, and they did not arrive until a, a month and a half after their date. And of course, you know, when you have one particular product that is late, the timeline for the others then gets pushed back. So we are very, very grateful to the Board of Trustees to allow us to have another week for our teachers to prepare for virtual learning and for us to be able to move into our buildings. So let's go ahead and look at some pictures. Well, that was the beginning of our um, parking lot. And then we now have a parking lot concrete. It does not have the marquee, but it will have a marquee um, by October announcing that this is the elementary um, school area. We're excited about that because it's going to put a a unified feel of the elementary school, which in January will be first through fifth grade. If you um, have driven by, you will be able to see that some of the parking that was once there has all been picked up and we now are replacing it with grass. So there's areas for students to be able to have outdoor learning activities and also um, areas just just to relax, play. This is one of our new gates. When we went into this project, we determined that we really wanted to make this area safe because there are three buildings within it we needed to be assured that we weren't bringing children um, into a facility that did not have safety measures put in place due to the fact that it is open from place to place, from building to building. So what you're looking at right here is a gate um, that will open and shut as buses come through because on the left side of our walkway is a bus drop off and pick up and on the right-hand side of the walkway will be our car riders but the gate will allow the buses to come in. And there's our walkway. It is, a, it is an amazing um, walkway. You can see that we now have the gates up in the, the fence that's dividing the interior of our complex to the exterior of our complex. And so the fencing will allow for us to have that interior. And, and there you have it. There's our, um, our walkway. So let's talk a little bit about inside the buildings. This is building three. Um, what some people would say was the high school when it was first built and then the junior high, and then it was, um, now is going to be the fourth, fifth grade building. And so we have secure entryways in all three of the buildings that have been renovated. And when you walk in, this is the area that you'll have to be buzzed into to come into the reception area. There's an area for you to sit and be able to wait for um, information or to be buzzed in to go into the actual facility itself. This is down the hallway of the uh, Building 3. It used to have lockers, but it doesn't any longer, and it has opened up a huge area for walking and social distancing, but it does give a whole new feel of the building just to have a, a big open space. This is one of the classrooms in there. You can see that it has flexible seating. The desks are in a um, different shape and that you can put them together. You can have multiple people or you can have one person or you can have two. But it with this flexible seating it is allowing us the opportunity to be able to have social distancing. If you look way on the back side you can see two whiteboards and then a board in the middle. And that is one of our interactive boards it's called a new line and the the new line can actually be lowered so that the kids can have an opportunity to be interactive answer questions um, do things on the board itself but it also is able to be moved up back into that setting so that it is a teaching board in building three there is a new serve only kitchen which allows for us to feed children when it's raining in the place that they are at. So we have the main cafetorium still that will be um, making the food, but they will bring it over and we'll be able to serve it in our serve-only kitchen. Of course, there'll be things that are cooked on site like hamburger, I mean like uh, um, pizzas and the what we call a la carte areas, but the main entree will be brought from the main cafeteria. But it's a, it's a beautiful site. Kids get to come in, pick their food, and then uh, move on. And then for some of you, this is the um, old high school, and then it became the junior high, and then it became the specials building. Some of you might look on the very right-hand side, there used to be an office there. And so, it has now been closed in. This is a secure entryway. And then that's the, when you're buzzed into this secure entryway, this is the waiting area in that area. So that you can uh, determine where you need to go and what is the purpose for you being here. And then down that hallway, this used to be lockers on the left-hand side. And those lockers were on concrete, so it was not, We were not able to pull the concrete out of the foundation so we determined we would put cubbies for the third graders in this hallway so they could put their stuff in and then a classroom at the building too. you can see that it is um, a little more colorful because we really felt like you know third graders and first and second graders they need some color in their life they need some opportunities to have some fun it gives our teachers uh, you can go to the green table, or the orange table, or the blue table, or we can just change it all up um, completely. They have different kinds of seating. They have uh, s- square tables. They have zigzag tables. They have um, angular tables. So it allows the teachers to do a lot of different things in the classroom for flexible seating and, of course, reading circles and um, small group instruction. So you can see from looking at some of those pictures, it's really exciting. I think the kids will be very um, surprised at what they're seeing when they come back. I'm disappointed though that you're getting to see this by pictures and not walking through based upon our limitations of COVID-19. We are trying really hard to ensure that we follow the guidelines that the um, Texas Education Agency has put out, but I'm hoping that in the very near future we're able to set something up to take care of that. Um, moving on to tax information, we just we just uh, passed a, a budget on Monday night, and we also came up with our tax um, rate that was set. And I wanted to uh, give you a little bit of understanding. Do you remember? Back when we first passed the bond, the expectation was that we would have a um, ins rate of forty five cents or forty three cents excuse me so this is our maintenance and operation that is a dollar two and then you add in your maintenance of um, your maintenance of uh, operation along with our principal and interest we call it our ins and that is um, 28 cents, giving us a total of a dollar 31, dollar 32. You can see that um, TEA asked us to take it out into four or five digits, but I wanted to remind you that this is a great rate because when we first started our bond, we were expecting to have that 43 cents versus that 28 cents, and so this is, um, I'm glad that we were able to pass um, different portions of our bonds payments and sales excuse me the sales of those bonds during times when um, interest was at a good place in fact i even had a couple of uh, individuals say how did you get that one done during that time period and we just hit the right day um, and the right interest rate so anyway we're excited about that and then i wanted to give us plenty of time to be able to have some questions and answers. Hopefully I'll be able to make the, give you the answers. But I wanted to remind us all that don't be pushed around by fears in your mind, but be led by the dreams in your heart. Um, educating students is about helping them find the dreams that they have and being able to attain them. But don't be afraid of, of the work that it takes to get there. So Ms. Daniels, you have a few questions for me?
1: Okay, there I am, I came back. I have had some questions, um, either, I appreciate that we, uh, we live in a small town, so everybody knows my cell phone number, so I've gotten a couple questions texted to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for those of you that are in, our, in the attending, in our uh, audience, there's a Q&A function at the bottom of the screen. Feel free to just type in questions there as well. I'll start with the three questions we've already <laughs> received. Just a little uh, before, April. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's okay. I just, it's funny because I, I, I think I get a lot of, everybody knows my number, so that's good. That's okay. And one thing I've always been interested in, and I've been fortunate enough, and, and, and I'm honored to have been asked to, to serve on your campus advisory committee. So I, I have some understanding of this, but uh, we have a, someone that's asking, they've heard that Smithville ISD is considered to be a district of innovation. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about what that means?
0: Yes, Um, there are some rules and guidance that we are given um, through Texas Education Agency but you can request to have um, a a distinction of a district of innovation and so what, what we've requested is to receive some waivers of a few things and one of those being the number of kids in a classroom or the start date. For instance, in the start date we're not supposed to start before the fourth week in August but because we are a member of the district of innovation then we're able to start earlier we did not use that um, this year because of COVID-19 um, virtual learning and construction but we do have that availability the district of innovation is posted on our website and you can go look at all the specifics to it but as I said that's one of the big ones the start day the second one was number of teachers um, students, there's a 1 to 22 ratio for K through fourth grade, but it if, if we need to have um, a teacher teach 23 kids then we have that availability.
1: Okay, that's great. Thank you very much. Uh, my next question has to do with uh, COVID-19. Can you talk a little bit about any safety protocols you have in place when and if any cases are confirmed on a campus?
0: Yes, Um, what we do have is, um, it was approved last um, Monday night. And if you go to our website, it it states um, safe return to school, it's a parent information or community information. And so it has on there, um, things like what kind of infection control measures we'll be taking, um, everybody coming onto the campus, staff members and visitors, We'll have to do a health screening when they come in. That includes answering some questions and taking a temperature. We have specific campus operations that'll be occurring. For instance, at the elementary and Brown primary, we'll be serving food in in their rooms instead of having kids in the, the cafeterias. And then at the junior high and high school, we have put in more cafeteria time so that we can split our students into smaller groups to be able to accomplish that. We we have learning environments. One of the things that we have ordered, um, they haven't come in yet, and I'm very hopeful that they come in um, very soon, but it is desk protectors for each individual student, kind of like the old science fair boards, but in a smaller version and in in a plastic. Uh, We're hoping that they're um, in real soon, as I said, but uh, it might be a week or two before we get them, so. Let me think about um, other things. So, but if you go to that that um, website and you pull that up and look at that, then you'll be able to read some of that information and answer specific questions. As far as when we have a situation where we have an individual who has been identified with COVID-19, then we do two different kinds of letters that are sent out. One letter to anyone who's been in the proximity or has come into the building where that has been identified will receive a letter. That's why it's imperative that you sign in as you come in and do that health screening because we'll be able to know over the three days prior to the person who's been in that building. If you've come into close contact, then you'll get a different kind of letter that states that you need to um, um, you know, either quarantine and it'll tell you the specifics about that based upon the definition of close contact those are kind of some of the things i hope that um, sure. gives you a, a beginning answer and i can tell you uh, i'm sure that over we over the next few days or weeks as we continue our opening of schools looking at virtual and face to face that there'll there'll be some changes um, just because we've not done this before and as guidance continues to come out from our health authorities and tea and the governor then we will you know, we'll make those changes. All right. Uh, I have another question here.
1: Um, When will first grade classrooms be finished in the elementary? Uh, They are hearing that some have been completed and others have not.
0: Um, If there's been some that are finished in building one, I'm not aware of. Um, The ones that are finished are third through fifth. Building 1, which is the old, what we call the elementary school, it will be completed and turned over to the district sometime in October, and then we'll be able to put furniture in there. We will open it up at that time as soon as we have what we call a certificate of occupancy, um, start allowing our teachers to be able to move into there. We do not expect to open up classes and start school until the second semester or January. So that's when you can expect to see the move of first and second grade over there. Okay.
1: Well, I had, those were the only questions that have been submitted. Can you believe that? Uh, This is your, I know, this is your last opportunity for those of us that are, those of you that are listening in to ask questions by typing those into our question and answer. Uh, And if I, I'm not seeing anything coming in. So I want to uh, thank superintendent Burns for her, Time today and giving us this update and uh, everything that she had to say. I was certainly fascinated to hear about all of the things that are going on. It's exciting to see all the new uh, staff that's coming on board at the district. Uh, and Superintendent Burns uh, is also going to um, have a fun little job here now. And, and that's as oh. <laughs> And actually, as I said that, uh, I also wanna say that we just had someone, oh, this is just a comment um, from one of our uh, viewers said, she wants you to know that they appreciate all of Smith ISD's hard work. Thank you all, thank you. Uh, I'm, I know you're happy to hear those positive feedback.
0: We've had, I, I have to respond to that. There has been a lot of work put in this summer from our administrators and our teachers and they're working extremely hard. I was laughing with some of the teachers the other day that uh, for the first time in my career, I have people saying, can you give us more time for staff development? And so, because um, normally at the beginning of the year, they're, they're anxious about getting in the rooms and decorating and meeting with their students. But this year they are definitely working hard on the virtual learning and making sure that we have that um, equity, equity of both environments. Anyway, so thank you. I will pass that on. Oh, good. Thank you. Now, so,
1: and I was just saying, you get to have a fun job here of announcing our door prize winners. And I want to, again, thank our uh, table sponsor slash door prize sponsor, Jana Helbush, realtor. Thank you so much, Jana, for always being a big supporter of our many chamber programs. So uh, we have three door prizes to give away. And so the first one is going to be a $25 gift card to Bella's Cottage and Antiques. And who would that be?
0: You text, you sent me these names. Could I change them? Like Cheryl, <laughs> Burns, Cheryl <laughs> Burns, Cheryl Burns, Cheryl Burns? <laughs> Jennifer Starkey. Is the oh, person.
1: Jennifer Starkey. So you have won your uh, $25 gift card to Bella's Cottage and Antiques. Be sure and just call us here at the chamber and give us your address, and we'll mail that right to you, Jennifer. Or you can come by and pick it up. Our second door prize is a $25 gift card to Old World Bakery. Are you sure I didn't win all three? <laughs> Clinton Hilly. Hilly. Oh, woke. Clinton Hill. Clint Hill. Clint is with Prosperity Bank. Clint, be sure. Uh, we know where you are, Clint, so we'll get that to you. And finally, uh, this particular prize was actually brought in uh, and donated to us by Jana Hellbush. This is a silver cuff bracelet. Uh, And so who is our prize winner for that? Megan Webb. Oh, good job. Fantastic, Megan. Megan, give us a call at the chamber and we'll get that door prize out to you. Again, thank you, Superintendent Burns, for uh, appearing today. I'm going to actually hide your video now and make a last few couple of things, announcements, and then we'll be done with our program.
0: Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to come talk. And if anyone has any questions, then please send them. In. We are putting together an FAQ and posting it on the website. But if they send anything into you, um, April, forward it on to us and we'll put it in the FAQ and hopefully be able to answer some questions as individuals are um, opening up. Oh certainly. A- Absolutely. Thank you again, Superintendent
1: Burns. So I want to say uh, again, I want to say that I appreciate so much everyone coming on today and watching our watching our luncheon. We will uh, continue these virtual luncheons each month. Next month, uh, again, on the last Wednesday of each month, we'll, we will be hosting a virtual luncheon. And uh, that will be Judge Paul Poppy in September. Then in October, we will have city manager, um, Robert Campbell. In November, we'll have representative John Siriae. And in December, we'll hear from Mayor Scott Saunders. So please be sure and register on our website uh, for these virtual luncheons. And uh, I want to again thank our virtual luncheon sponsor today, Blue Bonnet Electric. This entire series ha- will be recorded each, each time we have one of these. So if you missed part of it or you just want to go back and see the slides or whatever you'd like to do, these will all be posted on our chamber Facebook page. So feel free to go and check those out. Uh, I think we are now done and we, we're, we're done actually six minutes early. So good for us. Way to go. Uh, again, I appreciate you all. Thank you so
0: much for appearing. And that is the end of our program. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.